Amen. Are you glad? I'm not seeing your joy and gladness. Hallelujah. Amen. We have come to feed on the word and to receive strength. Amen. God does not gather us in vain. Anytime he gathers us, it is to give us strength. He said, rise and eat for the journey is long. He told Elijah, because Elijah had come to a place where he was tired, discouraged. He said, look, I'm not better than my fathers. Kill me now. That is the result of, you know, ministry. It's a spiritual thing. Amen. And the reason why a lot of people give up is not because they can't fight. It's because they lack oxygen. Oxygen is the supply of the Spirit of God. That's why we gather like this. Amen. Yes, anytime you are able to come like this, it's a sign that God is going to give you the fuel to continue. Because no matter how mighty you are, if your oxygen ceases, you will die. So God gathers us to energize us, encourage us, so that we can run some more. If a whole Elijah can go and sit under a juniper tree and say, Lord, just let me die. Somebody who single-handedly slew 400 prophets of Baal. My brother, you need help. Amen. And you know the food they gave him? They gave him the food of angels. So when he partook of the bread and the wine, Bible said he walked in that strength for days. I think about two weeks or thereabout. Today as you partake of the body and the blood, your strength will be renewed. Your desire will come again. See, all the arguments in your mind, the struggles and the contentions, say the fears within and the fights without, it will be settled forever. God has brought us here to energize. Praise the Lord. It's a long journey. That's why it's, it's a marathon. What's a marathon? A marathon is not a speed race. A speed race is a race that within nine seconds, you know you are done. But this one, it's more than five kilometer journey. I mean, it's like we are going and we are going and we are not stopping. May God help somebody tonight. Say, may God help somebody tonight. May God encourage somebody tonight. May God lift up his countenance to somebody tonight. In the name of Jesus. Say, they that wait upon the Lord, they shall be strong. They shall renew their strength. Today, may your strength be renewed. I said, may your strength be renewed. Every energy, spiritual energy that has been sapped, I see supernatural supplies come. Anything that is causing you to struggle at night, I want you to pray in tongues for two minutes. Lift your voice. Ask for the supply of the Spirit. 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 Rekete te brakushe, reposibra lema, e romeko palodis ivrade makoste. Ah, receive supplies, 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 supplies. Simanoke, resuminuko paladife, eskito ze amantarama, rapepepepe kosimarone, erede kapako simanoche, shadolosia, manone, marone, 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 marafike, maroko sibre, ripeko. Pray. Anything, anything that takes away energy. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost strength. Holy Ghost power. Holy Ghost power. First Kings chapter 19 and verse 5. First Kings chapter 19. And he, as he lay and slept under a juniper tree. I don't know what it is with juniper trees that when people get discouraged, they go and sit under those trees. Remember the prophet that God sent from Judea to Bethel to come and prophesy to, is it uh, Jeroboam, the young prophet, you know, when he came to the city, prophesied against the king and said, you king, you have done evil in the eyes of the Lord. And the king got angry and stretched his hand and said, ah, you, who do you think you are? As he stretched his hand, the, the prophet said, as you have stretched your hand, so shall your hand remain. So his hand became like that. 
And then they begged the, the prophet. See, unloose him. And he prayed the prayer. His, his hand came back. Then the Lord had told him, don't eat in this city. It's an old town. It's full of witchcraft. If you keep company here, your anointing will leave you. I know, but when he was going, I felt he was hungry. Come on, say hunger. Come on, I can't hear you. Do you know pastors are supposed to fast every Wednesday in the church? Hallelujah. I fast every Wednesday. All the leaders. I'm extending it to the leaders now. I didn't hear amen. amen. It's a decree. It's a decree. It just came into effect. Hallelujah. Yes. Every Wednesday, you must fast before you come to church. So when he was, he felt hungry. Captain Guti. And then one old prophet heard that. Charlie, this, there's a young, say young prophet in town. And this old prophet had a steel anointing and he needed to mix his anointing, you know, like the old wine mixed with new wine. So he invited a young prophet to come and have some, you know, lunch and buffet. Ten course meals. This prophet couldn't resist the temptation. Meanwhile, God had told him that he shouldn't go back to that city. So when he was returning back to Judah, he also went to sit under a juniper tree. This man to Elijah, to he got tired, he went to sit under a juniper tree. My God. May you never be found under a Johnny Patrick. I can't hear your amen. amen. See, I think it's hunger. It's, this man too was hungry. This prophet too was hungry. Hallelujah. It was not only hunger, but stress and the fights and the battles. When you take of the communion, God refreshes you again. Ah. Hallelujah. God refreshes you. And God is going to refresh us tonight. I said, God is going to refresh us tonight. So look at what happened. He said, and behold, oh. First Kings chapter 19. And he said, and he looked, and behold, there was a cake baked on the coals and a cruise of water at his head. And he did eat and drink and lay down again. Verse 7. And the angel of the Lord came again the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat because the journey is too great. Come on, say great. Come on, I can't hear you. Look, if we think we can do it or now, we can't. We need God's help. I see an angel visit somebody. I say, I see an angel visit somebody. Even Jesus, after he had had battles at the Garden of Gethsemane, angels had to come and minister to him and encourage him and soothe his warfare and wounds. May an angel visit you in the name of Jesus. And the angel of the Lord came the second time and said, Arise, and touch him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is And he arose and did eat and drink and went in the strength of that meal 40 days and 40 nights unto Herod, Horeb, the Mount of God. Charlie, this communion you are going to partake of, it will carry you to December. You overcome financial crisis. See, some of you, the financial pressures on your head. You can't even sleep. I see God give you strength to overcome. I say this communion will last the whole of September. It will last the whole of October. It will last the whole of November. And it will carry you into December. In the name of Jesus. And it will deliver you on the mount of the Lord. And you will hear God's voice. Anyone stressed and under pressure, be relieved. Be relieved. Be released. Be relieved. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shamona Katosia repetete. Ekone kotekia shobrone matasa. Eromo kapa. Pray, pray, pray. My strength is renewed tonight. 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 My energy is coming back. I am not battle weary. I'm not fainting in my mind. I'm not fainting on the field. In the name of Jesus. We come to be strengthened. We come to be comforted. Yes, so Father. Father, comfort somebody. Let the spirit of vengeance of our God settle an argument. Somebody needs a word as to what to do next. Somebody is confused. So many thoughts running in their head. But Father, bring a clear sound and a clear message. For if the sound of battle is not clear, how can they prepare? Lord, make the sound clear. Make the sound clear. Make the sound clear. Make the sound clear. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Most High. Thank you, Most High. Thank you, Most High. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name. Somebody clap your hands and make some noise.
Amen. Praise God. Tonight we continue our teaching on deconstructing prophecies. Say deconstructing prophecies. Yes, prophecies. They must be broken down into digestible units so that when a prophecy comes to you, you will know what you should do. Talking about Jesus in the book of John 6 and verse 6. Bible said, and he himself knew what he should do. He himself knew it. And sometimes God gives us visions, dreams, and sometimes we don't know what to do, but the Bible provides the answers. And so we are saying we are breaking down the meaning of prophecies so that you don't become an idol worshiper. So you don't end up becoming a bartender, selling booze to people who are always laughing. Because somehow the prophecy that was given to you by a renowned man of God never seemed to have come to pass. And after 40 years, you have given up. That will not be your story in the name of Jesus. I said, that will not be your story in the name of Jesus. Do we need the ministry of the prophet? Yes. If not, why would he be second in the, in the order of hierarchy? Why? Why do you think it's first the apostle and then the prophets? And then the evangelist, and then the teacher and the pastor. It looks like the pastor is where everybody starts. So if God is going to turn you to an apostle or a great man of God, you don't wake up and become an apostle overnight. You become a pastor, a watcher of few sheep. And then as you stay faithful, God will begin to unfold to you what your real assignment is. Are you seeing what I'm saying? So that you, am I a prophet? You may not know. You just stay where you are pastoring until God will begin to reveal himself to you in faces. This guy pastored for 12 years, Ken Hagen, and the Lord told him, I didn't call you to be a pastor. But you see, that's another phase of your life. It's possible to live your whole life and never know why you were born. It's very possible. I can be sure that there are many people buried who never lived 10%, 5%, 2% of what God even intended them to be. They might have gone to heaven. That's why the ministry of the prophets is important. Hallelujah. I told you, is in uh, Acts 21, I think verse 15. He said, and Judas and Silas also, being prophets, encouraged them with, exhorted them with many words and confirmed those words. There were confirmation with many, confirmed, confirmed those words that were spoken to them. That means that God will come to assure us and confirm us. So when a prophet comes to town, one of the assignments is to strengthen and encourage us. Praise God. So if you are in a church that the prophetic ministry is despised, hey, it's a very dangerous thing. I said it's a very dangerous thing. If you are in a church and the teaching ministry is minimized and everything is prophetic, it's a very dangerous church. If you are in a church and the church don't do evangelism, they don't go out to win souls, it's a very dangerous church. A lot of people are afraid of prophets because sometimes they feel that when a prophet comes into their church, their church will scatter. I recall a gentleman that I personally know who is a lawyer. His pastor invited one great prophet. Sit down. His pastor invited one great prophet to come to the church, to come and minister. And you know, as the prophet was ministering very powerfully, the guy was so bamboozled, befuddled, completely shocked that after the prophet left, he followed the prophet and left the church and went to join the prophets. Many years after, I met him. I said, how are you and how are you doing? He said, he's no more there. So you need to understand. That's why a lot of prophets, when they come and they minister, they don't give people their contacts. I've had people in this church, uh, especially for the French, one French person, who, I said, come, he said, they won't come. He just won the number of the prophets. Amen. I need the prophet. Just the thing you are doing, I'm not interested. I just need the ministry of the prophet. That's all. I said, come and hear the word. And then when you hear the word, the miracles, they are all embedded there. She was interested. Amen. So they said, there are some people, because they don't understand the ministries and the assignments and the giftings, when they are exposed, they become confused. That's why I'm teaching you this. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 
so that when we bring a prophet to minister here, you will not be so overwhelmed that you don't function anymore. Hallelujah. And you can become very prophetically testy. There are some, there are, I know some people, they can't function unless a prophet speaks to them. They can't pray. Now, they that had great faith and were able to do things for themselves, now they can't do it anymore because now they are overexposed to the prophetic ministry. So instead of going to God and praying and trusting God and having faith, they are jumping from one prophet to the other. That's what has happened to a lot of people. There are some people, they have become experts at meeting prophets. And when they meet the prophet, do you have a word from me? You have turned the prophet into a diviner. Divining is going to an oracle to ask the oracle, what can you do for me? But if you read Hebrews 2, it talked about as the spirit itself wills. It said God confirming with them with signs and wonders and many miracles and diverse miracles as the spirit wills. I think this is Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3 or 4. He said, as the, say, as the spirit wills. Come on, say, as the spirit wills. So it is not right for you when you see a prophet and say, do you have a word for me? Hallelujah. If the person hasn't seen anything and has not told you anything, don't go asking. They might have to concoct something for you because you are putting pressure on them. Amen. So most of when I'm with this, I don't ask them. If, if you see something, you can tell me. But don't go asking, hey, have you seen this about me? Have you seen? What, what, what is the Lord saying? What is the Lord? What are you saying? The same spirit that dwells in them dwells in you. And God has given us access by virtue of the new covenant that you too, you can go to God. I say you too, you can go to God. And those of you who have been praying at midnight, something's going to come on you. You watch. Ah, I say something's going to come on you. You, you'll be amazed. You see, the thing is, when you do one, two, you stop. But if you have, sometimes I wake up, I don't join the page. Don't think I'm not awake. The fact that I don't pray on the, on the platform, don't make a mistake. I'm, I'm telling those of you who have been waking up at midnight to pray, something is about to come on you. I can't hear your amen at all. Oh, it means that a lot of you are not praying. That's why you're not saying amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So let's, let's go to them one and one. Number one. Deconstructing prophets. Number one. Emma, you can project the, the, the things on the screen. Understand that there's a sure word of prophecy. I told you this last week. I need, I need to recap this few. Say sure word. The book of 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 9, it said, but we have a more sure word of prophecy that Ye take heed, ye do well when ye take heed unto it. Ye do well. Second Peter chapter 1. As a light that shines in the dark place until the day dawn and the day star rises in our hearts. Now, say, Pastor, I don't have any prophecy. Every word you have in this Bible is a prophecy. Yesterday, I even gave you a prophetic word. Last week, how many of you remember? Psalm 37 and verse 4. Delight thyself in what? And he shall what? If you delight yourself in the Lord, that means that if the duty becomes a delightful thing that you are doing, Bible says that God will give you your, the desires, the deep inner desires of your heart. How many of you believe it's a prophecy? How many of you know that it's a prophecy? Or you want me to say it with some kind of atmosphere before you can believe it? Hallelujah. It's a sure prophecy. Why is it, why is it so? Second Peter 1 verse 90. We have a more sure word of prophecy, which is the scriptures. So anytime you dig into the word, God can shine a light on one scripture. So as you are studying the word, it's like you're in a dark place. That you do well, that you take heed unto as a light in a dark place. So as you are scanning through the Bible, it's like you are in a dark place. You are, sometimes you read the Bible, you don't understand. Then suddenly some light will pierce your heart and the day will dawn. Amen. 
and then the day, the, the day star will begin to arise in your heart. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. Any prophecy is to glorify Jesus Christ. And the day star is Jesus Christ himself. I hope you are following what I'm Are you with me or you are lost? Hallelujah. So every prophecy is to reveal Jesus. That is the whole thing. That is what it is about. So the Bible in your hand is a book of prophecies. It's a book of deliverance. It's a book about your future. I remember many years ago, Pastor Otabel said, he just saw one scripture in the Bible. He said, he said I, I know, what, what does he say? He said, I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Thoughts of good and not of evil to bring you to unexpected. Where's that scripture? Jeremiah what? Hallelujah. Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11. He said, he said he saw that scripture, that one scripture, it lighted his soul. And that's what has made him what he is today. Because in the depths of despondency and despair, when his father and mother had died, he had nobody. And then he, as he was going through this dark place, he chanced on this Jeremiah 21, 9 verse 11. He changed his life. He said, I know my plans for you. They are good. Come on, say they are good. Oh, say, say, say they are good. They are good and not evil to bring you to an expected end. That means that if you will follow my plan for your life, your end will be better. Your end will be good. Has it happened or it hasn't happened? That's happened to him. So when I'm saying there's a prophetic word for you, anybody who studies the word, you always have a fresh word of prophecy working in your life. I see you get exposed to the Bible. I see you get excited about the Bible. I see you read the Bible every day. Because you see, as you are going through these things, God's word is there waiting for you to see it. It's like in a dark place. It's like in a dark place. You are reading Psalms. You don't understand anything as you are scrolling, scrolling through all that. All of a sudden, one light will just appear and the day star will rise in your heart. And then you wake up from that place very hopeful. You don't feel like committing suicide anymore. You don't feel like giving up anymore. All of a sudden, fresh life has come into your heart. May you have the show where you have it in your hand. May, may it become Rima in the name of Jesus. I can't hear your amen. I say, may it become Rima. May it become Rima. So the Bible you have is the Logos, but as you study and you read, Revelation comes. It becomes a word that is current, designed for you. Number two. Number two. It can be self-generated or God-generated. For the, in the case of Mary, Bible said the angel of the Lord came to her and gave her a prophecy. Is that right? But other times, you too, you can go to God and receive a prophecy. Amen. Amen. Now, for me, I didn't know I would ever be a pastor until a, se- until a season in my life when I began praying. Come on, say praying. I began to pray a lot. I went, I went for the prophecy about my life. You can generate it yourself. It's, it can be self-generated or God-generated. Whichever way it comes, it must come to you. And you know, I've realized that the way God deals with everybody is different. God doesn't deal with us all the same. Some people, life is very easy for them. Have you seen people like that? Can I get some witness? Have you seen people like that? From school, the school is peaceful. They pass all their exam. And then the course they chose, they get it. Then they go travel, finish their course. They get a nice marriage. And then they have children. And it looks like everything is so organized. But some others, it's not like that. Some of you, it's every day some wahala of some sort or another. Do you have some, do you have some people who are... Or you put, you are so, everything is so well with you. Am I right? Everything is working for you perfectly. Everything is working for you. You have never been, uh, what's the word? Bounced by a girl before for a better word. Nobody has disappointed you before. The first girl you said you married, they agreed and you married. You've never had any, any of those experiences. But for some people, it is the ninth time before they will break through. And you ask yourself, why? Please, leave that question. <laughs> Hallelujah. But if you listen to that question, you'll be very, very unhappy in life. But you look at somebody's circumstance 
and you'll be comparing it to yourself. So everybody is different. I said everybody is different. And some of you, the reason why you are tough is because of the battles you have fought. But some others, they, are, they have no clue about what is happening in the world. God, they are, everything works so good for them until the day they died. Charlie, leave them alone. If you are not like that, find your level and find your way. And, and go generate your own prophecy. Come on, let me hear him. Amen. You've been to many prophetic meetings. Nobody prophesied to you. It's like when they are coming on, then they'll pass here. <laughs> it's like they are coming to university and then they'll go here. And you're like, what, what, what have I done? You have not done anything. Hallelujah. You have not done anything. Go and generate your own prophecy. Hallelujah. In fact, those kind of people, in fact, let me tell you, if God has to always be coming to talk to you, you are very immature. You're a baby. Amen. Do you know that God never appeared to David? David, oh, Bible said, I found a man after my own heart who will do all my counsel. This is a man that, you know, he loves me genuinely. God never revealed himself to him. Never. The closest he saw to the supernatural was an angel. And that angel had come to kill people in Jerusalem. Meanwhile, this is a man that God says he loves very much. And God never showed himself to him. How do you explain that? As compared to Solomon. Solomon, God visited him twice. Yet, how did he end up? As I read the scripture, I said, ah, but how can God say he loved David so much, yet he never visited David? So the fact that you get visitation doesn't make you any better loved than somebody who never had any visitation. Get it out of your mind. If God has to be reminding you in visions, you are baby, baby, baby. And so some people, they don't get, because your level is high. Let me hear him. Amen. I say your level is high. That means that you can go and fish yourself. So get your Bible and get some prophecy for yourself. You are no longer a baby. I'm preaching tonight. You hear what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when they look at oh, this man, he's, he's over and above. Let him go and get his own fish. And let's give the other people small, small fish. Just give it to them because if they don't hear, they will cry. Amen. You see some of the astrologists, oh, they cry. That's what it is. And some of you, you've never had any prophecy before. Don't worry. Amen. Me and you, don't worry. Hallelujah. You're not alone. Let me hear. I mean, it's, it means something. So you can generate, you can go and get your prophetic word. By how? What? Prayer and the word. God wants to speak to you more earnestly than you ever think. But it's the atmosphere you need to create. When you create that atmosphere, you'll hear. So oh, you never heard God's voice before. So when you hear some people speak, they say, and God spoke to me, say, how did he speak? You mean God came and said, my son, Kofi, wake up. No. When people talk like that, don't be too intimidated because when you look at them, you may never say God has spoken to you. Maybe it's just an impression. It's just an impression. He felt something. He said, oh, God has spoken. By reason of use and exercise, they know when God speaks. You to God can speak to you. Ah, you, next time you come and stand here, you say, and the Lord spoke clearly. Come on, say clearly. He spoke clearly to me. I know. I know. I know that God has spoken to me. That one, how he speaks, is, is, it can be, everybody's different. Everybody's is different. May God speak to you. May God speak to you in the name of Jesus. So that you know that you too, he loves you. Number three, usually a prophecy will confirm something you already know. Something you already know. It's either a continuous prophecy or a new prophecy. So somebody comes and says, I see God, this, 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 then that. It's just to remind you. So in the case of Abraham, the Bible said, and the Lord came into Abraham and said, Abraham, how are you? Don't worry, I'll give you a son. He had already promised him, but he kept coming and coming and reminding him. So those are the kind of prophecy that confirms something you already know. God is just trying to encourage you that you are on his plan, and then that vision or that prophecy will manifest. So it's, it's a continuous prophecy just to remind you. It is to confirm something in your heart already. Praise the Lord. And then a new prophecy can be something that you have never heard before. That completely blows your top like Jeremiah. Say, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you and I called you to be a prophet. This is a baby. 
he was blown away as a young child. So that was a new prophecy. So God can come and by prophecy change your life forever. I said change your life forever. Some of you think that you are going to be so, so, and so. But by the time your life is over, you are that and that. Why? Because God has determined before you were born, this is what you are going to do. And nothing is going to change it in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's continue. Number four. Prophecies introduces a new spiritual climate. Prophecy. And you know, prophecies, they work in a certain kind of environment. See, environment. If we come together like that, in fact, the way you even sit in church is very, very important. It's very, very important. The way we sit in church, even how we sit like this, we shouldn't be scattered. We should be close together. Because it, it, it has to, prophecies will always come when an environment is always created. Always. Always. The reason why you visited that young man and he changed the room lights to blue color and started playing some kind of cool songs. Environments. He was creating an environment for you. So that you'll find it easy to understand what he's trying to tell you. Why not playing raga music? Why are you playing soft songs? And you have toned everything down. You have white lights. Why not use white? Why have you put on the blue light? And strip lights. It's creating a kind of atmosphere. Am I right or wrong? Are you here or you have left me alone? Uh -huh. It's creating an atmosphere to carry a message. So if you can also create that atmosphere, you can get the message that you want. Anytime we come and we pray, look, even you with your croaky voice, if you can worship God, and you know this thing called worshiping God, I'm beginning to understand. I've been leading praise and worship for a long time, but most of the praise and worship people, they are professionals. They never sing on their own. If you are, let me ask them right now. Most of the people who sing, they sing to people, but like to spend time with God on their own to worship. Hardly. Hardly would you see a music person do that. Praise, am I right or wrong? Uh, <laughs> I did it. You say, you say you do that. Okay, so have you done that like one hour before? Hmm. That's what I'm talking about. So like only singing, oh, singing and praising God you alone like 45 minutes, one hour. Have you ever done that before? 45 minutes. Yes. But have you prayed one hour before? Three hours? Yes. How come you, you haven't worshipped for three hours before? Because prayer and worship and pray, they always must go together to create the atmosphere for something to happen. I hope you are hearing what I'm saying. So you too, when you wake up, if you can sing one song, 50 minutes. I have some songs. I'll never stop singing them. You can get tired of me. Amen. Pastor is always singing this song. Those are my songs. Amen. I'm born with them. Hallelujah. It, 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 it stirs up my anointing. You have your anointing. My anointing is stirred up by some kind of songs. As you know the songs that stir you up when you are praying. But you are so modding every little song you are singing. You don't have your personal songs. Like songs that they have a way of stirring up something inside of you. You should have it. I say you should have those songs. When you see me, I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, for your name is great and greatly to be praised. I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, even when I'm 75, I'll sing it. Because it, it means something to me. When I start singing those songs, the anointing is stirred up. May you have your own songs that you sing. 
Then you have your own songs. Are you the latest song? You don't have any song that you own. <laughs> Amen. Those song, that, that song is imprinted on my heart by Johnny Jangma. This was the second praise and worship album released by Eric Quapon of Central Gospel Church back then. And Johnny Jangba, he's a, he's a bishop now at Action. He led the praise, live worship. That song, when I hear it, it opens my spirit man to hear. May you have a song that you sing. May you have a song that you sing. So 50 years. Father, I love you. Play, you play then. Play Jim, play Jim. Help me, help me. Just play. Mm. Father, I love How oh, I love you. Lay my life before you. Oh, oh, I, I love you. Jesus, how I love you. I lay my life before you. Oh, oh, I, whether there's a musician, instrumentalist, keyboard, it doesn't matter. When I sing this song, the anointing will come. So those of you, you, if you don't have a keyboardist, you can't function. You don't have a spiritual, personal worship life. You don't need musicians to stir up the anointing. The thing is inside of you. When you start singing, the power will manifest itself. You see, power is never external. Though. If you depend on any externalities to stir up the anointing, you lack something. If you put me in a hole, I have songs I can sing. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. His name is called. Yeah. And I add my own. Emmanuel. He lifts up this song. That's all. That's all. The Spirit of God loves worship and songs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of them I can't. He has a speech. I don't know whether it's Igbo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are a mighty God, Jesus, the great. You just sing that without instruments, you see power. May you have some songs. May you have you are always floating on the latest song. You don't have a song, a spiritual song that can be identified with you. We shall be Elijah. He is exalted, the king is exalted. I will praise. Oh, 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 he is exalted forever. Exalted, and I will praise his name. 
you have instrument no instrument something will happen may you have the anointing to create atmospheres at least one song one song you have a bad voice but at least one song you can sing it I said you can sing it I said you can sing it and anytime you lift that song something happens it always causes a prophetic look we've never we've not had that kind of praise worship here not yet but I'm believing one of the we used to do sacrifice of praise Easter from Monday to Friday. No joke. We'll praise out two hours, then people start laughing. You remember? People start laughing. The whole thing has changed. It becomes, it becomes something else. We just wait on the Lord. Two hours. That's why I miss this guy, Eric. Such an anointed young man. I picked, you know, some of the songs, when Prince sings here, Prince is like a portal. I'll hear the song, but it will never register. But when he sings, then a door opens. Then that song comes into my spirit, man. Then becomes my own. There are some people, when they come, they sing. They open a spiritual door with their song. May you be deep. May you be deep. May you have some depth in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on, let me hear amen. So we'll praise, we'll praise. And then the whole thing will become like we are, we are, we are, we are just laughing. The, praise, the whole thing becomes so informal. That's why I was telling you that. Stop this rigid, you know, no flow. No flow. You come, you are staying in the song. No, take our time. Let's take our time. Everybody relax. We are just coming to enjoy God. Come on, let me hear amen. So everybody's so, okay, where can I start? Where should I start singing? There's no relax. We are not coming to, it's like duty, duty has come. We don't want that anymore. We, we just come and we take one song. Come on, say one song. one song. We can sing one song for two hours. Mahalia Jackson. Have you heard of Mahalia Jackson? She's one of those revivalist singers in America. She died in the 40s or 50s. She would take one song. Two hours. One song. You see people lie on the floor. One song. You can sing one song and people will be delivered completely. And you know, there's always the song of the Lord. Anytime you are doing praise and worship, there's one song that is due for that season. And you should, be, you should stay on that song. So if you are not fancy, as soon as you start singing, you move. Because you have seven songs, you have to finish singing all of them. Who told you that? Maybe the second song is that for the day. Then the atmosphere is created. So anytime an atmosphere is created, prophetic word comes around. I say it comes around. Even Saul. So, when he was in the company of prophets, he began to prophesy. And they said, is Saul also among the prophets? Why did he prophesy? Because he was in the company of prophets. And what were the prophets, what do the prophets, they have symbols, tablets. Real prophets in the Bible. That is the instruments they carry. Dulcimers, harps, tablets, and all these instruments. Horns, flutes, then they are just worshiping. In fact, this prayer, if you don't combine it with the worship type, Master, you, you, you miss something. Yeah, yeah, it's good, but you need the other type. Let me hear, hey man. Because the prophets, they always go with songs, always songs. Always song, they'll be singing. He said, and you shall, someone told him, you meet prophets coming down from the mountain of the Lord, carrying instruments. They'll tell you this. And as he accompanied them, Saul also began to prophesy. This is a prophetic church. You've, you never lack God's voice in your life. And we are determined to create that atmosphere, whatever it takes. So, brothers and sisters, you are very critical. Where's Olo? Amen. I'm on number what? Is it number five? No. Number four, it introduces a spiritual climate. Say spiritual climate. I, w- I, want, to sh- I want to see where, where the, um, when, and even with, with uh, uh, is it in the book of Nazareth, one of the kings, he said you should bow when you hear the sound of these things. Why is it worship? With instruments. These, these instruments, they are instruments of the Lord. When you see Zama. The Hebrew word for praise, Zama, that Zama word 
is praising God on an instrument. So when you are even playing, you are not a session boy. You are a worshiper. And in fact, back then, if you can't play an instrument, you cannot be called a worshiper. And so now that we've turned this whole thing to kind of some business model, I play, so you pay. No, you are not a worshiper. Even if you will be paid, that shouldn't be your focus. When you come and you take the instruments of the Lord, it's your sacrifice of praise to the Lord. And God will bless. Are you hearing what I'm teaching you tonight? Come on, I can't hear you. Amen. So Saul became a prophet because he hung out with prophets. This church, the prophetic anointing will be so evident. I say it will be so evident. Those of you at the back, come forward. Come forward. Those at the back, come, come, come closer. Come closer. Come closer. Come and fill in the empty chairs. I say it will be evident in the name of Jesus. No, there's space here. Come, come to the front here. Come here. Linda, Senna, come. Come here. Come to the front. I don't know why you're always afraid of the front. Move, 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 all of us. Come forward. Kadisi. Elike, what are you doing there? Come here. Come to the front. No, leave them, leave them. You there, they are the babies. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Come to the front. Amen. Who can give me that? Where is, where is that scripture? Where is that scripture? Mm-hmm. First Samuel chapter what, 10, is it there? First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 8. Please, go there quickly. Somebody there? First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 8. I want us to see that scripture. I don't think I can finish all this tonight. First Samuel chapter 10 and verse 8. Are you, are you getting something tonight? Are you receiving something tonight? Thank you, Lord Jesus. 10 and verse 8. He said, and the spirit of the Lord will come upon thee and thou shalt prophesy with them and thou shalt become another man. Have you seen it there? Verse 9. Verse 7. This is First Samuel chapter 10, verse 8. Okay, thou shalt go down before Gilgal, and behold, I will come down to thee to offer. I'm looking for where it talked about the instruments. Verse what? Verse 3. Okay. Yes. Verse 4. Verse 5. Okay, verse, look at it. Verse 5. And after thou shalt come to the hill of God. Come and see the hill of the Lord. That is Zion. Zion is the hill of the Lord. Look at what it said. And where is the garrison of the Philistines? And it shall come to pass, when thou art come thither to the city, that thou shalt meet a company of prophets coming down from the high place with what? Psaltery. What is a psaltery? What is psaltery? Psaltery and a tablet and a pipe and a harp before them. So what, what instruments were the prophets carrying? Were they carrying oil? They were carrying instruments of the law, tablets, and then this simple, what's it called, this thing, where we've been shaking, what's it called? Tambourine, tablet, that is it. And then they were playing music. That's all they were doing. They are able to create a certain kind of atmosphere for them to, for, for God's word to come. So when Saul found himself in that company, he also began to prophesy. Shelemanaka. This is Prophetic by association. Amen. You can be a prophetess by the company you are keeping. Hallelujah. But when you leave that place, Bluetooth prophecy. When you come into that, that's why you see a lot of when you come to church, you get anointed. But when you go out, your Bluetooth is off. So you can't connect anymore. But you must learn to keep that atmosphere. Let me hear amen. amen. Come on, I can't hear your amen. amen. You must learn to keep it by continuing your worship. Like you come to church, we learn a new song. You should go and sing that song. But when, as soon as you go, you get to a certain, you switch off the song we were learning, the song of the Lord that came. Worthy is your name, Jesus. You deserve the praise. Worthy is your name. You will go and learn the whole song, and that song will be singing. That means your Bluetooth is connected. But when you disconnect, you come out of that environment. But when you keep that environment, 
you become a prophet. That means the prophetic unction is on you. It's stirred up. And then you begin to see things happening to you. Come on, I can't hear you. Amen. Hallelujah. So anytime a prophecy comes on you, your atmosphere changes spiritually. Say spiritually. They put the oil on David's head. Bible says something happened. David was an ordinary shepherd boy. He didn't know what was happening. They put the oil on. He just might have cleaned the oil from his forehead, wiped his hands, took his sheep, went back to the bush. But Bible said, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon him from that day, and the Spirit of the Lord left Saul. So things happen when a prophetic word is said over you. Things happen when something is oil is put on your head. When a prophecy is spoken over you, a word, I said a word, I said a word. When it's spoken over you, it stirs up something in the spirit. And that word begins to watch over you. Oh my God. I said it watches over you. That word will keep you. That word will sleep with you. That word will watch you until it comes to pass. May God give you a word in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So learn to create a spiritual atmosphere so that you can have a prophetic environment. I don't know what songs you play when you are going to sleep. I don't know what kind of music you listen to, what station you are on every time. Watch it. It has a way of... Because you can't hear God's voice in the company of drunkards. Like you are waiting on the Lord, but you are hanging out with drunkards. While they are drinking, you are singing, Shelemon Prado Kosi Prelemana. You know, you know, go hear. But when you come into this company, it is very easy to hear. I said, it's very, very easy to hear. It's not possible. It's not possible. It's not possible. That's why God said we shouldn't forsake the assembling of us. It's a prophetic something that when we come together, God's voice is heard. Amen. We will never lack God's voice on what to do next. You will never be stranded in this life in the name of Jesus. But when you have the voice of God, it will keep you alive. Hallelujah. Let's go to number five. I think I'll stop there and then. I think I'll up to 13. It may not be dramatic. It may be dramatic. But most often it's not dramatic. Look at, uh, what's his name? David, they put the oil on him. They spread over him. Nothing happened. He went back to sheep. So if he had changed, do you think he would have gone back to sheep? No. So we speak, we prophesy to you, we call you, we say, this and this is going to happen to you. We believe this healing anointing and nothing happens. It's like healing. We declare you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. And even the pain has increased. It looks like nothing happened, but something has happened. I say something has happened. So you living here and going to your chair, if you make a careless statement, you may have aborted that healing. But we say you are healed in the name of Jesus. Believe it and go in that prophecy. Are you healed? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, I'm healed. The Lord said I'm healed. With all your pain. And before you realize the pain is gone. Let me hear you, amen. amen. Wow. There's power in church. Look, somebody gave me injection. A medical doctor, Dr. Romeo. When I was in, he was in fifth year, I was in third year. I said he was, I was, I was on the top, he was, he was one floor below me at Republic Hall. He's a doctor, medical doctor. I have malaria. So I said, Charlie, can you, if I think my brother recommended, can you give me chloroquine injection? He said, no problem. So he came and he gave me, I didn't feel any, I said, wow, what a doctor. This doctor, because anybody who's giving you injection, you feel a lot of it. But this one, I didn't feel nothing. Then a day after, I began to have pain in my leg. And the pain was getting worse. And I know what it was. Do you know what it is? See some people, their leg is shrunk. It's called abscess. And I knew that this was what was going to happen to me. Then I decided to go to church. Come on, say, I'm going to church. Oh, say, say with some. I decided to go to church in town. Tabernacle of Witness. And I went to the church and they were singing like ordinary church. And I was just praising along. I finished the word. I listened to the preacher. I gave my offering. I, I came back. Then I realized that 
it, I think it was a day after we realized, hey. <laughs> it was the atmosphere that created the healing. Anytime you expose yourself to the atmosphere, things will begin to happen to you. Some of you, as I'm talking to you, demons are walking out of your life right now. Because of the prophetic atmosphere. Tonight, when you sleep, you don't have that demonic visitation anymore. One day, I, I, I led praise. We have to come back to We did praise the whole night, like two, three hours. And a young lady came to me and said that when she sleeps, she weaves on herself. She was going to get married. Very, very painful thing. Can you imagine? Who are you going to tell such a thing? If you are here, you have any symptom like that, I command your deliverance from tonight. As you partake of the communion, may it cease and desist. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So I said, oh, really? He said, oh, this is what I do. I pray for a simple prayer. Because the atmosphere is created. I'm not going, in the name of, when you see a shadow, in the name of, we don't have the atmosphere. So we have to command it by faith. But when the atmosphere is thick, you just say, in Jesus' name. In a very simple voice. But the power is at work. Because an environment has already been created. That's why it is to our own benefit that when we are worshiping, nobody is walking around, talking, holding phone. And you are whispering and laughing and giggling. What a joke. I said, what a joke. When the atmosphere comes, when the glory comes, there will be nowhere else to say. When the atmosphere comes, things will change. Amen. So, so look at uh, what happened to this guy, Mordecai. He went to tell of the plot to kill the king, and nothing happened. He went back to be a gate man. But he had done something very, very prophetic. Joseph, he had a dream, big dream. And was like, I'm going to, look, you guys were nothing. You guys are going to be nothing. I'm going to be the boss. I'm, I'm the one with you. If he, his father became very confused. The Bible says his father noted the prophecy. But the way the thing was, it was unbelievable. He went back, he was still seven. In fact, God said he should go and do this chore, go and do that chore. But he had seen a vision. Sometimes you see big dreams and visions and it looks like it will, never, it will come to pass. I said it will come to pass. Prophecies are not usually very dramatic. In fact, most of them are not dramatic. But that does not mean that the word is not being worked on. It's going to come to pass in your life. Amen. So those of you, you want something dramatic to happen, you got a message and you want something dramatic. It may not be so. Even somebody can give you a prophecy. One day some gentleman came to me, he works in a top bank. I was in 40 days or 21 days fasting. As we were talking about something, something ah, and the said, tell him he's going to be a, the boss of the bank. So I sit across, I said, you, you are going to be the, you are going to head this bank. Then you know what he said? A lot of people have told me. I said, then God brought me here to confirm to you that this is what's going to happen. So when you get there, remember me. Hallelujah. Clap your hands and say amen. When you become the boss, I can't mention the bank. This is a top. Remember me. Amen. <laughs> so, so I just told him like that. So I didn't say, wake up, come, stand here, raise your hand. I see, I see. No, I just said it. See, you're going to be the boss of this bank. When you are in the atmosphere, you can prophesy. Yeah. Hey, may you become a prophetess. Because you create so much atmosphere, the word is bubbling, is in your belly. If you don't say, you'll never be free. But so far, you have nothing in your belly. There's no stirrings. But prophetic environment, they create stirrings that will have to come out of your mouth. You will prophesy over your own life. Oh, you'll be your own prophet first. You look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, boy, hey, girl, you are going to, you're going to make it the big time. You are going to overcome this situation too. This sickness in your body, your belly is temporal. You begin to speak to that sickness. Say, you, you, your, 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 your tenancy has expired. It is time for you to go. So I'm giving you tonight. When I wake up, dismiss yourself. Otherwise, fire will follow you. You will prophesy to yourself in the mirror yourself. And then by your own prophecy, you bring your own deliverance. But we need the atmosphere. May we create it. May we create it. May we create the atmosphere. The name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It be dramatic. It may not be dramatic. Number six, stand up. There may be no physical evidence manifested. No physical evidence manifested, but it's spiritual. I said it's spiritual. It is very spiritual. 
Somebody saw me and said, are you a pastor? I wasn't a pastor. Why? Something had come upon me. Are you hearing what I'm saying? <clears throat> I went for a wedding, ordinary wedding. I just finished school and I went to um, a Chimota school wedding. Somebody came to me and said, are you a pastor? I said, no. He said, ah, it looks like you're a pastor. It looks like you're a pastor. That's how it is. When wealth is going to come on you, you begin to look at it in the spiritual. Somebody here, when they see, they'll see millions of dollars around you. They didn't. They, didn't, they, didn't, they, didn't. they don't want the wealth. Let me try the way. I said, when, when they see you, they'll see millions. All of a sudden, everywhere you go, I see money around. I see money around. I said, that is a sign that is going to happen in your life. Hallelujah. Go somewhere they say, oh, I see angels. Well, I, I, I see angels around you. It's a sign that, hey, you are a very dangerous man of God. May they see that around you. So, you see, people can see. And when a prophecy comes on you, there, there are some kind of angels that are released around you. Even if you are eating, they are around. Hey, may God, you know, give you gravitas. You know, gravity, weight, spiritual weight. I say heavy weight. One day, Prophet Kakrabaden walked into a barbering shop in South Africa, big shop, and the director of the company was cutting hair. And as soon as the Prophet Kakrabaden entered, the man stopped. He said, ah, something has come here. Something has entered here. So he went to him and respectfully said, sir, please, who are you? <laughs> so when you entered here, something entered as well. May your cargo become heavy. Hey! I said, may your cargo be heavy. Look, in, is it Isaiah 6? He said, in the day King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up and his strength. Come on, say his strength. That means when God is walking, he doesn't walk alone. You, you know train. A train is long. That means it's a long his train filled the temple. Plenty of people were following him. I see angels follow you from today. Hey, I see warrior angels. I see angels with swords. I see angels with anointings. I see angels with oil. I see angels holding body parts. When you say receive healing, they'll give the person a body part. In the name of Jesus Christ. There are things in the spirit. There are things. There are things. There are things. So you may not look, so he went and so he said, he told the man, I'm a man of God, I'm a, I'm a minister of God. He said, ah, that's why. Because as soon as you entered here, something entered here. One day, one day, a lady was coming to church, weekday like this. Oh, it was a Sunday morning, an usher was standing there, and the Lord opened the usher's eye. As soon as the, the lady came in, there was a man wearing green. Following the girl, boy. <laughs> so, so this this personality was walking coolly. So, as the usher saw the thing, or the guy, the thing came and said, hey, "Who opened your eyes like that?" And hit the usher. Those of you ushering, you don't pray. You don't pray. You are just laughing. All manner of people are coming to the church. Now, prepare yourself because people are going to come here. A lot of people are going to come. I've told the Lord that already. So, so, so those of you stand. Be very prayerful. You'll be dealing with spirits on the streets. As you are shaking hands, you are praying. Into, are you hearing what I'm telling you? Somebody will touch your hand and take your glory away. Say, stupid girl, you are standing, you don't pray. You can't say hi at night club. And, uh, they'll be telling you in your head. Oh, you can't say hi at night club. Oh. They've seen your nakedness already. Amen. Your people, you'll be eating with them. Take, go take them to Atimota for us to pray. What was I saying? He strengthened the temple. So even Jesus, when he's come, he comes with a lot of people. The glory of God. Plenty of people are following him. But you walk alone. I walk alone in the street. I walk alone in the street. May your company double in the name of Jesus. Hey, I said, may your company double. You see, one day, 
a young lady was, had, had gone for church in the night. She was coming by and then some rape people, some two guys wanted to rape her. So they, they were following. But when they got to a place, they saw, hey, tall men, walking with a girl like that. Say, say, can you see the guys? The girl was just walking. But giant men, come on, say giant men. Mm, I see giant men follow you. Hey, I see, I see giant men follow you. Wicked spirit, they want to mess you up as a young girl. When they come close, they will see an angel with a lion face. Say, I can't, see, I can't look at your face anymore. Do you know some people, they can't look at your face? They can't look at your face. They'll bite their body. Fire is on your face. Because there's a prophetic atmosphere around you. May that be your story in the name of Jesus. So, we will praise, we will praise so much. And then, they say, Pastor, smoke is coming from your head. I said, where is it? He said, smoke, smoke, smoke. You guys were there. Smoke. We praised and, and then smoke came into the room like that. That same anointing is not gone anywhere. But if he appeared, is it last two years? Last two years, fast, 40 days prayer fasting. It was here. So says, Prince, praise him. He always sees that smoke. I don't know me, I don't see. Lord, let me see some over here. According to Prince, it's not smoke. He came to lose. Charlie no no shy be alone. Something burning here. Nothing. It was a fire that was burning. Hallelujah. We are blessed though. All of you, you do well. Oh, see, the prophetic atmosphere, it will rest upon you. Even if you go to Saskatchewan, it will be there. It's a command to bless. It's a command to prosper. It's a command to live. It's a command to be anointed. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Receive that anointing in the name of Jesus. And walk in it. Practice it with your songs and your worship atmosphere. Thank you, Lord. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Begin to pray. Strength, strength for the journey. 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 Malo meso rebete. Zere rebe kocha alemane. Ramo se kerebe famo. E akaso le meshe. E malo le masusiare. E beko. E malo fekara yesiam. Matori. E maro bakachache. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Somebody pray. Relelele bako moshere. Ezezio nekorere esora. Achebrela koske faraba. Rato sebeni bako malabade. E osakuta shiamane. E mosafrele mekole. E manokasi amandelebe. E morokabaro shebre. Ezosimani. Thank you, Lord. When the glory comes, there'll be no worse to say.